Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the King's Realm. We are presented by Guys in Short Sports, and you can follow us on Twitter at King's Realm Pod. The Kings are still in first place with a 28-3 record. We went 3-0 this week by going buck wild in Minnesota, assassinating the Senators again, and then we reduced Carolina to a tropical depression. All weather jokes. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're going to go over that, and we also have a special guest tonight. Ooh. Uh-oh. Yeah. So let's do this. I am Dennis Wilson. That is James Whitlock. Hey, Jordan Heckman. Three and oh. Three and oh. Three and oh. And our it. very special guest, Jesse Cohen. Oh, that was did, good. Did I do it right again? That was yeah. way Damn better than ours. <laughs> Holy smokes. Awesome. Welcome back, Jesse. Thank you. Sorry, I was taking a sip out of that beer. Oh, I don't blame you. Not at all. Thanks for having me. Well, let's get started right off uh, in Minnesota. Um, shocker enough. It's Minnesota. Minnesota. I, I, I'm from California. I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, shocker. Uh, Kings gave up the first goal again. Oh, well, we proceeded to score a lot on them in the fourth, or fourth period. Jesus, I, I've been drinking. Third period. Third um, goals, right? I would like to say that uh, Muslim Slapper from the point was pretty wicked and underappreciated at the time. No one really talked about it, but... It's not something you uh, typically see from him. Um, like I said earlier, the Kings got off to a slow start, but they did pour it on in the third, scoring four of their five goals in the last period. Gabrick, I think this is the biggest point of this game, scored his 399th and 400th goals, also his 800th career against his point. own team at that. Career point, yeah. Yeah, career yeah. point, sorry. Um, so he, he apparently he likes round numbers. I don't know. Well, if Somebody, you round off the numbers, also Kopitar got his 500th. Point. Yeah, he's got an assist, assist. 500 on that, uh, assist on that Gabrick goal. 400, yep. 800, and 500 on the same goal. Yep. They should go to Vegas. Oh, and wait. As somebody pointed out, Gabrick's, I think, I can't remember if it's one or two games at this point, but he's closing in on 1,000 games. And as, so so long as he doesn't pick up an, another point by the time he gets 1,000 games, he'll have 1,000 games, 400 goals, 400 assists, and 800 points. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> I, think, I think somebody called it the fakest stat line like, <laughs> right let's just round it it sounds yeah. good yeah, whatever <laughs> i do i do like when, when people start asking what what's going to happen with the game puck john stevens just said hey i'm keeping it <laughs> it's going to the team i just think you do you go king solomon and just cut it in half yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but would you cut it in half or cut it in thirds because you got the 400th goal and the 800th point and the 500th i feel like cutting it in half is pretty it's All good right. enough yeah yeah we do math. I'm a big fan of pie charts. I don't know. 
<laughs> Anyways, I'm uh, just a big fan of pie. Yeah, I think you're more a fan of pie. <laughs> Is that a fat joke, Dennis? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Kepe's goal was uh, rather fluky coming off a cross-ice pass to cross Foley. Cross-ass pass, it works. Yeah, cross-ass pass, <laughs> uh, which bounced off a defender's skate and snuck past Dubnik. Uh, Gabrick's second goal kind of came in a similar fashion. I'll take the flukies. Yeah, why not? We've given right. up a few of them, so yeah. Yeah. I'll take them when we get them. Uh, Kopitar scored on an open net power play, which I don't think you really see that too much. Um, padded his own power play stats for the year, or padded our power play stats for the year. And then we went to, are we hosted Ottawa? Sorry. Um, the Kings got a sloppy start. Uh, however, we scored the first goal of each period, gaining the lead each time. Uh, Tavoli lays on the moves and dangles the puck uh, to get it to Pearson for Pearson's goal. Uh, Darcy Kemper is still undefeated in regulation and with a 37 save night. Is that your second team, Jesse? Ottawa? Ottawa? Um, Cause you're yeah you're basically you're from Ottawa. Your well, I was from born in Toronto, but yeah, my family is all from Ottawa. I spent a lot of summers there. I still go there, you know, once every few years when a family event rolls around. Um, it it is and it isn't, you know, because my uh-huh. I have an uncle um, who loves to tell us how great the Senators are, and and we fight with him because he's wrong. Right. Um, <laughs> so you know, in a in a vacuum, yes, that's my second team. But then when when you insert my family into that vacuum, I, I get my hackles up and I yeah. <laughs> and I start rooting against them. Plus, the whole Eric Carlson thing really does rub me the wrong way. Oh, that he's so. the best defenseman. Yeah, and he's not really that great of a defenseman. Well, I mean, I mean, you start having to get into these really sort of stupid esoteric questions that nobody should spend any time on. Like, what makes it? You know, what is a good defenseman? Yeah. Right? Like, if the guy is so good offensively that the puck never leaves his zone. The end result is ultimately that yes, he's a good defenseman. But if the guy is lousy, no, he's not lousy in his own zone. But I mean, the stat we always used to throw out was he doesn't play on the penalty kill. Mm-hmm. So oh. if your best defenseman, quote unquote, isn't out there on your penalty kill and maybe isn't out there in the waning moments of a close game because he's not your best in zone defender. <laughs> he's not your best defender. Then <laughs> then by what metric is he really the best defenseman? And and so we've moved into this world right now where like it used to be advanced metrics was sort of, you know, what's that? That's for nerds. And we've sort of moved into a world now where where oh advanced metrics you say? It must be true. Well think about <laughs> Never, it though. Like we, <laughs> so, we watch we watch hockey, aren't we all nerds in a way? Like Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you know, like I mean I James can remember doesn't agree, apparently when, I'm when, a look. when Jack Johnson was traded, it was the first time I'd ever heard of Corsi or Fenwick or any mm-hmm. of those things. And there was an article that basically said uh, spoiler alert, Jack Johnson is flaming hot garbage and the Kings look doesn't matter who the Kings <laughs> get because getting rid of him will improve them just by virtue of the fact that he's not on the team anymore. Wow. Now, it turns out that that was probably closer to accurate than not. Well, it's because you got Jeff Carter for him. But so. also, Jack Johnson wasn't good, <laughs> it turns out. Um, or whether or not he was good he, is, again, it, it's sort of debatable as to as to what makes a good defenseman or not, but he does give up a, a whole lot more shots. Like, they, yeah. they I mean, they had this graph that showed, or, or pie chart. Um, that, yes. <laughs> but it was like every, I'm listening. every single player on the roster when paired with Jack Johnson. Gets worse? Yeah. Oh, they, they would, they, huh. that that combination of players would give up way more shots than than without him. And so you go like, 
that's not great for advancement. So, so that was the first I'd heard of it. After that, I slowly started learning more and more about it. You find out a guy like Justin Williams was the number one possession player other than Pavel Datsuk during like a five-year stretch in the middle wow. of his career. And you go, and he's also the only player to have three Stanley Cups that doesn't play for Chicago. And you go like, right. all <laughs> right, maybe there's something to this. And then, you know, you start throwing around some of these stats to back it up. But now we've just gotten to the point where there's, there's charts and graphs and, and 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 all sorts of stats that don't I've yet to to be told that they actually mean anything. And yet if you don't pay attention to them You're an idiot. Yeah. So yeah. that's so that's the Carlson thing. It's like, look, he, he leads the league in, you know, pace of play. And I'm like, right, but is there any evidence to suggest that that's beneficial? Or do you just like it? It's just and, a number, yeah. Yeah, and they just like it. Well, but, the only thing that but I really I'm a like, luddite if I think Dowdy's better. So the only I thing that I really Carlson like is that he's doing better than Brent Burns in fantasy. Yeah, that, that well, is a plus because that really helps me out for now. For now, <laughs> I think what we can all agree on is that thank God Jack Johnson decided to focus on his music career. <laughs> right? Right? right, right. Am I right? To, to answer right. your very simple question, though, no, Ottawa is not my second. Okay, the roundabout <laughs> <the round of laughs> <bad> answer. <laughs> I forgot that was even the question. That is the most Jesse answer I've that's, ever that's, heard. That's, that's, that is the risk you run when you ask me a simple question. <laughs> Back to this game. Um, I actually, I, I could have gone on. Like, I have stats that I, I remember can, can from I when just he say was though, left. It gave me great pleasure that when Dowdy scored the winning goal against Ottawa, not only was Carlson on the ice, but was so far deep in the Kings defending zone that he was... 30 feet behind Dowdy. <laughs> yeah. So there's the, right, there's the league's <laughs> best defender, right? Your three time Norris winner. La La yeah, like hauling butt just to try and catch another defenseman who winds up skinning the, scoring the game winning goal. That yeah. was, I like Proves, proves the point. Yep. Yeah. Uh, as mentioned, Dowdy did score the game winner 32 mm -hmm. seconds into overtime, his third game winner of the year, I think out of his five goals. So apparently, Dowdy's pretty clutch. Uh, Dowdy also collected a uh, an assist as well, too. I do have here in my notes, uh, Brown proves that he is the just the tip champion, scoring his fifth <laughs> tipping goal of the year, uh, which at time, the time I wrote this down was most in the NHL. How do you practice something like that? Like, I is don't it, think it's you It's got to be just like dumb luck once you hit the puck, right? I, I think it's just self-awareness. Yeah? Yeah. Just being, being aware <laughs> of your tip? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Just know how to talk to the girls. All right. <laughs> Get the I mean, he's got in. what? Four kids? Three kids? Four kids? <laughs> I mean, he... The tip is all it takes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, then we go into another overtime thriller against the the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, How was that that game? James, were you there? Nope. Oh, awkward. <laughs> did, did you guys have a bet last week? We did. Oh, what was that bet, James? We, I don't think we had betting terms, but I was. it was a dare more than a bet. And he said that he had seats in the AAA suite, all-inclusive, and he didn't think I could get better seats. And did you? So I did not. You conceded. I, yeah. I We ended up buying a Christmas tree and buying a car. And I got to go to dinner with my wife with no kids. That was pretty. Sounds. I like, feel like I got a better seat. Sounds like James is a quitter. <laughs> no, I, I fully concede. Dennis won that one. Uh, my heart wasn't in it. I was working out in Timbuktu. And I drove past the AAA, and I popped in there to talk to the manager. I still have the card. Uh, I was like, <laughs> I 
So how great would it be to get into the AAA seat and just sit in front of Dennis? <laughs> so I got up to a general or a, a GM in in that region deep in LA, and and was trying to talk my way into it. And like, sir, you need a ticket to get in the suite. I'm like, I know, I'm talking to you to get a ticket. I'm a freaking 68 year member of AAA. You're not even 68. I'm 41. Uh, but it doesn't six, matter, dude. I'm 37. I have 41 years of membership. With I got them. 68 years of membership in AAA. I, I would think that count, gold card counts for something. And I couldn't talk my way into it. That's one of the few times I have not been able to talk my way into something. So for for those of you who thinks James is making that up out there, it's probably completely true because that's one hundred percent believable. That's just a James thing to do. <laughs> Anyways, back to the hurricanes. It was Star Wars night. Oh, I know. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, yeah, did you get to watch the game at least? I did. I did. Okay. Yeah. So you saw my intermission segment. I did. Well, so I, you did have the better I seats. I saw it. Ah. Uh, I saw your childhood picture. Yeah, One point go. for that Jesse. Was pretty, that was pretty slick. Uh. That is hilarious. Uh, this was uh, Justin Williams' return to LA in a hurricane sweater. Um, he didn't do shit, so thanks, buddy. Um, <laughs> we didn't allow the first goal uh, again, which is great. Uh, we did dominate for the first two periods. However, we decided to uh, shit the bed in, in the third period. Uh, we gave up two goals in the third period for them to tie it uh, where we usually dom- dominate, which we, I think we've, per stats, we've been the best third period team in yeah, the league. the goal differential is very high. <laughs> yeah. In many ways. As mentioned before, this was the second overtime win in as many games. Um, however, I would like to talk about the first two, almost three minutes of uh, overtime. How uh, was it? Kopitar. Two and 53 seconds. Kopitar, Toffoli, and Dowdy spent two minutes and 53 seconds in our own zone. Yeah, well, Carolina tired. got like three changes. They were they were real tired. Yeah, I I finally got frustrated on Twitter. I just said, "Clear the puck." Is that what that was from? Yeah, yeah. I was I was screaming too. That was that was hard to watch. I mean, at a minute fifteen, I saw Kobe where he's, we had to he had to make a, a directional shift, and he and he just didn't look like he had it in him to actually change direction. And that was at a minute fifteen. Now go two and two almost three minutes into a shift, but you got nothing. No. Yeah. Quick was tired. I mean, everyone was tired. It was it, it was ridiculous. Um, however, we did finally get the puck out of the zone. I uh, played around with a, a little bit on their side, and then finally, um, Quick makes it makes it past the Muzzin, and Muzzin makes past past the Pearson, who gets his own rebound. Uh, Quick gets an assist on it, which is pretty Quick awesome. Gets an assist. I yep. love it. Yeah. Yep. He Too was... bad he didn't get a penalty though. No. Nope. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, just so you know, Jesse, uh, Dennis has a um, he has a bold prediction saying Quick will get his career high in penalty minutes. Yeah, he was starting off strong. He started yeah, off strong. I, I wouldn't be surprised. We're keeping we're super keeping strong. I, I mean, I, as much as I don't like fighting, I still just desperately want to see him fight somebody. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably going to be Perry at some point. Yeah, well, I mean, Again. the closest we've come is him and Crawford in that 2014 se- series. Oh, and goalie I thought, fights! I thought yeah. for sure that was going to happen, and ever since then, it's sort of gone away. But I'm yeah, pretty maybe sure Quick would beat his ass too. I think so. Yeah, Absolutely. I. Think, I Quick's that guy that everybody knows who may not be the biggest or the thickest or the strongest looking, but he's, he's the most psycho. Crazy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just look at his eyes like in the middle of the yeah. game, he's like yeah. super laser focused. Um, on Pearson, he has scored seven points, two goals, five assists in his last six games. Nice. So maybe Turned somebody's starting to warm up. That goal was that goal was amazing. Yeah, uh, I don't know how he lifted it yeah. off that rebound so quickly. That that was 
that was a great goal. Yeah. Well, he shoots the original shot, then gets around the defender, yeah. and then yeah. gets his yeah. own freaking and, and has to rebound. go to the outside of the defender. Right? Yeah. Right. He doesn't right. get inside nope. positioning, yeah. take the shot, and then he's crazy. there for the rebound. He shoots it from, I don't know, 15 or 20 feet out, works his way on to the outside of the, <laughs> the defender. He's a left shot, so he has to get... He has oh, yeah. to get his hand back in, yeah, right, right inside amazing, the lane, like, and then how he, quick yeah. that all happened. It was just yeah. such. And a... then the goalie wasn't able to. I mean, right, the shot came from the from the wing. The goalie should have at least been in slightly better position to avoid. Yeah, but I mean, this just goes to show you how quickly he got the shot off. And it was, was just a basically an open shot. net. Yeah, it was... but it, it, it also appears it is like you, you don't see the numbers, and it's what we talked about last week. You don't see the numbers um, for Pearson this year, but you see the skill in uh, that play alone. A number of people can can be that quick and and be able to pull that off and, and do all the things you just talked about and still be able to pull that off. It was it was fascinating to watch. I I, I might have rewinded it about ten times just to see it again. I think that entire overtime, particularly the three minute stretch, is a perfect demonstration of how good this team actually is. Right? It's it's one thing for us where Kings fans were biased, so we go. Tyler Toffoli, he's great. He's awesome. But then if you are a fan of one of the other 30 teams in the league, you're like, yeah, Tyler Toffoli's fine. Sure, right? Yeah. He's, yeah. Just, he's just got a baby face and he yeah, scores goals. Yeah, he scored 25 goals, yeah. but he's not like he's an all-star. He's not an Olympian, you know, like whatever. And, you know, Drew Doughty, well, he's no Eric Carlson, <laughs> you know, and, and whatever. But you see that shift, and those three guys were out there for three minutes, and I never felt like Carolina was going to score. They right. were 100% in control. Even if yeah. they were exhausted, even if they were tired, even if they couldn't get it out, they were switching, you know, they were switching defensive coverage. They were in between the puck and the goalie at all times. Mm -hmm. They were calm. They were under control. Yeah, yeah. They did not right? panic. No freaking out. Knew exactly what they're doing. They get off finally. The next uh, rotation comes out. Brown takes the puck in the zone. You know, I think can't remember if he went all the way around behind the net or, or just held it in, in coverage. Was looking for a pass. Wasn't there. Goes back into the neutral zone, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, goes back, regroup, you know, try it again. It's all and, about puck possession. And they, they finally found a, a rush that <laughs> resulted in something and boom, it's goal. They win. Works. They sh and they should have lost that game just based on that third period. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah. I think, and and I think the they probably should have lost. Started. Yeah. No, and I think they should have lost to Ottawa, too. And all of a sudden, you've got two games that you probably should have lost and you got four points out of them. That's like, to me, that just says, okay. Yeah. There's no, yeah, there's that, no quit. And that, yeah. that goes back to you know, the the two cup teams. There was mm -hmm. no quit in those teams. And and the and and also and the balance and the talent and the distribution of skill. This team is legitimately better, just talent wise. Never mind all the intangibles. This team is better than Minnesota. This team is better than St. Louis. This team is better than most of the teams in the league. I think you can make an argument that Tampa Bay. Um, is pretty good, and actually, I shouldn't say St. Louis because I, they're pretty good. I St. Louis is pretty damn. I'm good. not super familiar with their bottom yeah, six, so I don't. Yeah, but we beat them. So well, yeah, no, they did. Though, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, there's all these teams on the East that every year somebody wants to throw out some new, you know, whether it's oh, this is the Flyers' year. Oh, Montreal finally figured it out. Yeah, it's, oh, it's like, Tampa Bay's year right now. Yeah, and look, Tampa Bay at least has been the like Columbus's year last year. Columbus is year, 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 another perfect them. example. Yeah, yeah. they so, they lose. Uh, was it Kucherov or is it Kucherov? Uh, I think uh, no, just Tampa Bay. Was it Nemestin? No, I'm just saying uh, Stamkos or yeah. it's Kucherov, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, they lose either one of those guys, and it's they're Game a over. lot different team. And they 
have a history of losing guys. Yeah, the <laughs> so, Stamkos has a history of yeah. getting or, lost. Yeah, or their goalies. Or, I mean, Edmonds got So that I, I think they're a lot of their success is due to those two guys playing so well together. So they're, I think they're very vulnerable in that, that side of it. But um, so going back to the Pearson goal, it kind of reminds me of like what we were talking about last year when it was came up like, Hey, we might not be able to sign to Foley and Pearson, which one would you take? And we all picked Pearson because of that intangible of that, his level of compete. Like it did that goal. It proves like, our point on that, but I would attribute that to that. We have a short memory. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but to Foley also like he's, he's showing that compete this year. I mean, he, he uh, basically took a stick to the face or neck or something gets up bitches to the ref and then goes and scores a goal. Yeah. Like right. Five after. seconds later. Yeah. So he, he's definitely turned it back up this year. I mean, he was hurt or something last year. I don't know. He, yeah. First injury of his career. Yeah. So you see when they ask the question, like if you picked anybody on the team that had the force, who would it be? I saw that. And Toffoli was like yeah. kind of the number one answer because really? he, he just knows where to be to score goals. Like he he has that hockey IQ. Well, it's we whole... talk about hockey sense and hockey yeah. IQ. He has he has that knowledge to know that you know he's going to get fed pucks and he's going to be in the position and, and Pearson's going to dig down and, and get the puck uh, and feed. So like. Those players are, 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 I think, plentiful on this team, and they've been allowed to do what they do best. It's, I, you know, it, it, it's, it's something to say, like, you've got a well-coached team. That's great. You've got plays planned, and you've got all this, all this set up. But when you have players that just understand the game and, and know what to do in a fight-or-flight moment, then that's the team that's going to carry you through. Yeah. And that's the team we have this year. What's the quote? The the quote: "Don't play where the puck is. Play where the puck's gonna be." Yeah, yeah. Well, I being at the game is is great because you can sit there and you can actually pick a player and watch them. So I don't know much about Mitchell. I watch Mitchell for as oh, much you? as I could like recognize mm-hmm. that he was out there. I'd follow him around. He's really good. He's that guy that knows where the puck is gonna be. He wins board battles. He's insanely smart on the ice. Well, this is what we talked about. It's like just because a person, I mean, everybody's up in arms, but just because a person hasn't performed on a team doesn't mean they're a bad player. It, it, honestly, like I look at him as he's the Dwight King replacement. Oh, as far no, 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 no. <laughs> Hear me out. He's the Dwight King Dwight replacement King as far as like he can win the board battles because he he does. He, he, he won board battles all Dwight night long. Dwight King won board but, battles and then gave out the puck. But... He doesn't. Mitchell doesn't. Well, then I he's like, like him. the replacement as far as like winning board <laughs> battles. But Jesse, he's, are he's you a very he like smart with the puck. I'm not here. You speak ill of Dwight King. No, <laughs> I have plenty to say about Dwight King. But no. fact, Nick Shore is my new Dwight King. Uh, but, but Dennis is 100 percent right, and you can see what happened when the Kings transformed their bottom six from. A bunch of AHL players and you know Mike Camilleri and Brooks like transformed it into UC Okanen, Tori Mitchell, you know Johnny Bredzinski. Now that he's playing better, he's you know a rookie and everything. But but you just bring in two veteran quality hockey players. Yeah, they're not going to score you a ton of points. Yeah, they're not going to you know make flashy plays that make it onto Sports Center or, or NHL Tonight. But I mean, I can remember back in the '90s. And this is the first time the the concept ever occurred to me, but the Kings made a trade for Kelly Bookberger. 
And I don't, oh I, my God. I don't even remember who they traded to get him, but the team wasn't very good. And they brought in, I think it was Bob Corkum and Kelly Bookberger, roughly, Kelly Bookberger. Roughly the same time. It might have even been the same trade. And I remember watching Kelly Bookberger and thinking to myself, oh, oh, he's just good at hockey. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, I, I get it. He's not going to score, right? Yeah. Like, Craig Johnson might wind up with more goals on the year. Yeah. No disrespect to Craig Johnson. But Kelly Buckberger is actually a better hockey player. Yeah. And so, yeah, when you watch Tori Mitchell, you go, oh, he's just real good at he's hockey just good right? <laughs> yeah i had no idea who he was like i had heard the name yeah. before you know but Same. i was like i'm like who is this guy like where the hell did he come from you find out he's a veteran he's got tons of experience and he's really freaking good well yeah. and i think the fact that he and and Jokinen are both i think Jokinen's on his fifth team and i think mitchell's on his fourth team huh. and they're both in their early to mid 30s and to me that just sort of speaks to the fact that most professional sports franchises probably aren't super well run well because uc okinen was never going to be a six million dollar a year i mean i don't know the, his history of contract negotiations so maybe at some point he demanded six million and that's why he moved on but like i don't know why florida let him go to edmonton and i don't know why edmonton thought that that camillary was an upgrade over yokinen for a bottom six player i'd way rather have uc okinen and right? and as far as tory mitchell goes i'd way rather have him than a fifth round draft pick well, the, they had a coach yeah. change. Montreal, they, they right. got a new coach. But so what does it say about the new coach that he came in and said, he, well, that guy's expendable? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when <right>? you're struggling. <laughs> to do anything. Yeah, yeah. And, you're, and you're Montreal. Missing the playoffs is not he exactly an option. went from third, fourth line, you know, regular yeah. guy to getting scratched, you know, mm -hmm. three games out of the week. It, it Dude comes wins like 63% of his face-offs. It's crazy. It comes yeah, down to uh, either, either just not recognizing talent or not knowing how to use a player. How to apply their their skill set yeah right you got to take advantage of every player in every situation you can't look at at a, at a third line center is just a third line center you got to look at what his strengths are so so then why can't we figure out how to apply nick shore's skill set yeah tell me about nick shore what's give me your thoughts on nick shore <laughs> i saw you i saw you shake your fist at me when well, I that was about striking um <laughs> look nick shore is 25 so he should have it figured out. Well, <laughs> on the one hand, sure, there's some players like he, Toffoli, and Pearson are all the same age. So you can look at Toffoli and Pearson and you can say they've, right, they're mid-career now. You could argue they're entering their prime. You know, they're on great contracts. There's no reason to suggest that six years from now we won't be watching Toffoli and Pearson and talking about them the way we talk about Dowdy and Kopitar. Um, but by the same... You know, I don't know how to end that sentence. Um, but so Nick Shore is 25. Well, you know, I think Brodzinski's only 24. Uh, Aya Follows 23 or 24. And nobody's, right? We're just like, oh, these guys are great. They're contributing. It's fantastic. They're roughly the same age. Like, sure. guys develop at different rates. Nick Shore was never, in my mind, Nick Shore was never going to be a Jarrett Stoll, right? As far as, you know, Stoll had offensive upside. To me... Jared, or, um, Jared, Nick Shore, I don't look to him to score goals, right? I look to him to win the odd face off and to be responsible down the center of the ice. But that's what I mean, James, point, James pointed it out, and I've noticed it. Yeah. He's not very responsible down the center of the ice. All right, well, he, going to make me look up his stats. He's though. not. And now, <laughs> I mean, he came in as the AHL leader in, in goals, scored. Yeah, I don't pay um, any attention to those things. And, and, and he seemed to have like hockey prowess. In, in that sense, but mm -hmm. 
Then he comes to this team, and I and and he's one of those players where I felt in the beginning, like last year, we just didn't know how to apply him. We didn't. We were we were the team that didn't know how to use this player. But now that I'm really focused, I mean, Dwight King's gone, so now <laughs> I, ha- I need to focus to <laughs> on somebody, right? <laughs> I've got a Dwight King puck, so I, you know, I kind of <laughs> got a little love for him. But but he's gone, so now I got to find someone to focus on. My focus has shifted to shore. And now every time, and and I started looking at 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 misplays that lead to to goals against, and it seems like Nick Shore is not only on the ice but involved in giving up the puck or, uh, in some fashion, not covering his position to. Well, it was it was the, the second goal I think against uh, Carolina. He tried to clear the puck and he passed it right to uh, Carolina forward, and it was two two passes and the shot was in and the game was tied. So I think some of that might just be confirmation bias, right? Like once you get an opinion about a guy, then could be. You know, Maybe. like for example, for me it was Yaroslav Modri, right? Like everybody in the world to this day continues to tell me what a boon to the franchise Yaroslav Modri was. In my mind, the dude was on the ice for every single goal ever scored against the Kings from 1996 to, you know, <laughs> right. 2004, right? Like, and, and, and there would be plays where he would make a mistake, the puck wouldn't get cleared, you know, a minute and a half later on a shift where he's not even on the ice anymore, they get scored on, and I'd go, see? If he had cleared the there puck, it is. Right, right? right? Like, And yeah. so I'm like making up. So, so, um, so the thing with Shore for me anyway is, he played on a line with uh, two years ago, I think it was Brown, Shore, and Lewis, and they never scored. But they ge- but they generated tons of time in the attacking zone. Their possession numbers were off the charts. But yeah, they didn't look, score. Look, I who think was, Lewis. look who was the wingers. I yeah, think that's Brown, no, no, Lewis. 100%. Yeah. But, but that was a great line, and he played his role on it. And look, the guy, I don't know what it is. He struggles to score in a way that Trevor Lewis used to. I'm not even looking at like his scoring. I'm looking at the fact that he just stands there like he doesn't know where to go. And, and, and but, but the point is, is if the only highlights you have to think of of a guy don't include any goals. No, but I'm not. Then you're never going to build a positive case in your mind for what he does because you're never like, well, so, the guy can pass or well, the guy goes to the front of the net or well, the guy is always in the right position. All you're thinking of is, ooh, can't score and damn so it, he's I, on the ice when the so other I'll team give scores. You one play and I and I agree with you. Uh-huh. I don't I don't like to look at a player and and focus on one goal mm-hmm. as as the guy's entire career or his hockey prowess or right, right. his career, uh, but. I want to say, like, if you go to the Ducks game where um, we give up, we give up the pass in neutral zone. He has a chance to block the pass. It goes, and it seems to kind of go past his stick a lot. So it goes past his stick, goes around the back of the net, comes to the center, and he's standing five feet away. <laughs> standing five feet away and doesn't move until the puck hits the man in the, in the lane and then and then he moves but at that point this is this is that that hockey sense where you got to say hey listen I've got an open guy in the center lane I've got to get in front of this guy but he was he was just standing there so it's and 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 I don't want to just focus Shore's right. performance on that because he has done some good things for the team but at this time Dennis brought up a good point a couple of weeks ago that you've got Shore on the ice but you got doubt in the box yeah, I mean, now you got doubt in Vancouver, but yeah, yeah, well, now, but <laughs> I, at the time, I mean, we were seeing all these missed opportunities, and you've got a guy who we felt was better on the ice than Shore. It's like, and, and maybe not so much we felt he was gonna be better, but we just didn't know because we really haven't seen Dowd this year, and we're not gonna see him anymore. But 
you know, it, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, we're seeing all these missed plays happen, like the the missed defensive play or the missed offensive play, whatever, missed pass, coughing up the puck. Is Dow going to make those same mistakes? Who knows? Maybe he would have. But. I don't think he does. He's a little more aggressive player. But and, and before we move on, and just I still want to hear what you have to say. Uh, before we move on, Nick Dowd had a great interview while landing uh, in Calgary uh, to, to compliment oh, Vancouver. To compliment the, One of those compliment Canadian the teams. King. <laughs> Whatever. They don't make this thing. I don't like speak Canadian. So, um, <laughs> so he, he really did compliment the team, and, and that's, a, that's a true professional. I, I really want to give uh, credit to him for what he's done and, and just kind of yeah, a little golf clap. Should we clap it up? Golf clap. Uh, <laughs> That was that was a great interview that he gave to say, you know what? They did everything they could for me. And actually, this trade gives me more ice time. This trade is going to give me a chance to be the player I feel I can be. So I thank the Kings and for the trade. That's the second time the Kings have done this this year. I mean, they Camilleri wasn't wasn't happy. He he was expecting to be a top three, a top six guy, and he just wasn't. He just wasn't fitting into the system the way that they thought he would. And so they traded him away to where they thought maybe he would have a chance to do that. And this is the second time they've done that. I think that speaks a lot to Rob Blake and how he wants to keep people happy and how he wants to, you know, run a quality program. I agree. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, I can't, I can't convince you about Nick Short, right? Like you see what you see and I see I, what I, I see. I can, and... I can, but I want to hear it. No, because... no, but I mean, but, but I, I, I don't pay attention to him in the way in the areas that you do. So, so I, I, I'm not going to say you're wrong. And all I can say is that when I watch him play, I focus more on the fact that I'm fascinated by, by he generates scoring chances, but not goals. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that, that I find fascinating. Like I see that um, from I follow. I see that from Pearson. Well, but, but to see... me, I follow and Pearson, they don't get the points, but when they're out there, the puck is in the back of the net. Right, like Toffoli may be the one that scores, but Pearson's either screening the goalie, or he's the one that caused the turnover that kept the play in the zone, right, or he's the right. guy that won the you know the corner battle. Same thing with Iafalo, right? Like I can't tell you how many times the, God, the it was just like a, a nothing play, and all of a sudden follows on the puck carrier in the corner, turns it over, skates behind the net, gets it out to the point. One of my most exciting players right now. Yeah, and so so those turn into offense, those turn into goals. With Nick Shore, the thing that I'm most fascinated by is whether it's. Lewis and Brown or Pearson or Toffoli, he just never seems to be in on the goal. Um, and it's whether it's missing an open net or, you know, a pass that that skips wide of a guy. It's like the chances are there, but they just never actually result in goals. But for me, I'm just happy that that they're generating the chances rather than giving up chances because that's, in my mind, that's the right the way you lose games. So like I said, I'm not going to – I don't feel real strongly one way or the other about Nick Shore, and the reality is once Clifford and, and Carter come back, Nick Shore oh. might – Nick Shore might be the the one that sits. Well, yeah, absolutely, because Nick Shore is centering the second line, yeah. and and that's where Carter would be. So. And the, they're not going to – I wouldn't think they're going to take Kempe out for sure. No. And and not with 10 goals right now. And Tori Mitchell I believe is leading the league in faceoff percentage at this point. Yeah. Like I said, I think it's like 61 or 63% or something. That's unreal. And he's fast and he's, you know, he's not any worse than Nick Shore is. So, like I said, I think they keep him in there. So, yeah, Nick Shore might be the guy that sits. Can and, I can I use the word giddy? Are you not giddy when you look at all these things that the Kings have in their arsenal? And, and and it's just like it seems like they're, they're like pulling in Tory Mitchell, 
leading in faceoffs <laughs> and putting him on the bottom six. Like, is that not, does that not make you giddy? Like for the uh, postseason, like this it is reminds be me very much fun. of what Jarrett Stoll did for the team. Yeah, he's a faceoff winner. I don't know why giddy is not the emotion I equate with it. It makes me calmly confident. Okay, right, because at this point, when they when they got out to the hot start. And they hadn't yet gone on the losing streak. In the back of my mind, I was like, okay, this isn't going to last forever. There's losses around the corner. They're not playing great. The bottom six is full of holes. You know, like, I was nervous that it was just a hot start. And they go on the losing streak. They make two trades. They they shore up the bottom six, no pun intended. Um, (laughs) um, And then they go on an eight-game winning streak where, like I said, I think they probably should have lost the last two, and there were probably some in the middle of that four-game road trip where you're like, eh, I don't know that they exactly dominated the other team. Maybe they got outshot, or maybe they didn't look Yeah, we talked about that. Like it's They did not look like they were the dominant team. But they're winning, and they're not winning. They're not winning games where you go, oh, they just got lucky. They're winning games where you go, oh, they're better than that. Like, they're better than Ottawa. They're better than Carolina. So, yeah, Ottawa and Carolina outplayed them for long stretches. But when it came down to it, they just looked at each other and said, nah. Let's finish this. Yeah, like, we're going to okay, win. We're and done playing. And it's still sports. And so, you know, there is an element of luck. And, and you know, that's what the whole fancy stat movement is predicated on, that randomness plays a role. And it does. But, again, they're, I don't think they're winning these games because of randomness. So it just gives me this calmness of looking at them and saying, and maybe it's because going into the season I was never as down on them as everybody else was. When they fired Sutter and Lombardi – Although I concede now that it was the right move. At the time, I thought this isn't fair, right? You're firing two guys because of injuries. You're not firing them because they did a bad job. Right. Like, I th- I think they did a good job. I think the Kings did better last year than, than should reasonably be expected of them. And so heading into this season, I was like, look, the last time this team was healthy, you had the Norris Trophy winner, the Selkie Trophy winner, a Vezina candidate, two young players into Fulham Pearson who are – you know, going to be real good. Jeff Carter last year almost scored for it. You know what I mean? Like, right. I already saw a million reasons to be positive about this team. Mm-hmm. So going into it, I was like, well, we'll see a new coaching staff. They're giving up a lot more shots. Maybe they've overreacted to the bad year. Um, but yeah, so I look at the team now and I go like, yeah, when Jeff Carter comes back and Kyle Clifford comes back, they don't really have any holes in the lineup, assuming that the rookies continue right. to contribute the way they, the have. they are. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy. I'm thrilled. I'm just not giddy maybe because i sort of always it, believed you know what i say giddy because it's, it's unlike you guys pieces. that lost your faith yeah no we, <laughs> we are rainbows and yeah, butterflies we're, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're pretty positive right here you put a couple of drinks in us before the show and we will tell you exactly why we win every game <laughs> listen to us for an 82 win season yeah so <laughs> but i use giddy in mm-hmm. the fact that the pieces that we didn't have on the years that we that we did pull off some amazing stuff, we didn't have those pieces, and we have them now with missing a few key yeah. elements in our game. And and when we get those back, it's kind of like you expect those pieces to still be there. Yeah. And you're going to add Carter, you know, and you're going to have Clifford. Carter over Shore is a tremendous upgrade, Huge. and losing Shore out of the lineup at this point, if you're just just a Carter for Shore swap, you're not you're not sacrificing anything. My question to you guys would be then: If you're so happy to have Carter back, why do you want to trade him, Jordan? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there it is. 
So uh, last week, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to take my beating like I deserve it. For the record, I wasn't saying I wasn't proposing that we trade Carter. It mm-hmm. was just an interesting thought. Mm-hmm. I love I love the interjection. I, the of, thing is that nobody else thought that. First of all, <laughs> my wife would hate it if we traded Jeff Carter away. So well, I think can't every do wife, my wife included, would yeah. hate that Jeff Carter was not part of. The as team. long as he keeps his teeth in, right? Uh, true that. True that. Now, and it's kind of like me proposing that we put Brown in, on the defense. So, <laughs> you I wish, mean, are you glad we didn't do that? The whole point, well, yeah, now, <laughs> last two, three years, I, I would have definitely been behind it. But proposing questions like this, if nothing else, just requires some thought and, and to say, like, listen, this is what GMs have to do every day. They've got to look at the position of the team and what's available and what what can we do, not just for this year, but three years from now, five years from now. So um, I, I don't think, I like, I love that you brought the question and I want to bring as much ridiculousness to the show as possible <laughs> because it makes us talk and think. But um, yeah, this one was a little out there. Before, we, didn't even, we didn't even like take into account really like heavily that his contract and how good his contract is. Oh, his contract's beautiful. Before I sit here and get shellacked, I will say that I think every player... Given the right trade is worth talking about. I agree. All right, cool. No, and and you know, look, it'll be fun to make fun of you for suggesting it, <laughs> but it's not. Thank you, Jesse. No problem. Um, it's not actually that crazy, right? Like the team is doing super well. You could get an amazing return for Jeff Carter if I don't know what I don't know what uh, Victor Hedman's contract is out in Tampa Bay, but like if you said, for example, that. Stamkos went down and they had a glut of defensemen in the pipeline to replace Hedman, but they didn't have anybody to replace Stamkos and you could trade Jeff Carter for Victor Hedman. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I do that. (laughs) Well, I do that in a heartbeat and not knowing what's going to happen in 2019. Right. There's still that looming, but, but that's, but those are like huge hypotheticals that you can never know and are never going to happen. So the question then just becomes, what do you need to win a Stanley Cup? Two centers, a goalie, and a defenseman. And I like Nick Shore just fine. <laughs> and I like Adrian Kempe just fine, but neither one of them is, is Jeff Carter. Right. And and I don't think the two of them together are Jeff Carter. Let's be real. <laughs> and so heading into the playoffs, I would much rather have a team where the problem is we have too many guys and we have to scratch somebody that's a good, solid NHL player every night than trade Jeff Carter yeah. and have some draft picks and some prospects and you know mm-hmm. yeah see the thing uh, my point was like if we're going to do something like that you got to get a good replacement for jeff carter mm-hmm. now because which is impossible you, yeah you're right. not going to get that and at the same time you probably have to get a top center prospect and probably a top defensive prospect for him yeah which is it, not going to happen you're not going to get that i mean yeah. and and you don't want to you don't want to bet your bet the farm on picks because yeah, the picks are bullshit. Picks are when like you, when you talk about a guy like one Carter. in ten. Look like, at, I mean, look at Edmonton, <laughs> right? Yeah, so exactly. many, so many exactly. first round picks, and they're garbage. Six years of first round picks, and and then they come up with Connor. And the, I mean, the only reason, the only real re- like, if Jeff Carter was twenty eight, this is this isn't something you entertain. I mean, look at what no. Phil, look at what Philadelphia did, right? Yeah. They traded Carter and Richards, and I, look, the dear Philly fan. Please, 
please spend more time explaining to me how you won those trades because your guys have more points than Carter and Richards in their career. Like, please. <laughs> Last time I checked, fill we have up more my Twitter yeah, timeline and my email yeah. inbox. I love it. Like, keep going. Yeah, where's Brady? With your Jacob Voracek and Wayne Simmons. Like, come yeah. on. Goals versus cups. Wasn't yeah, exactly. <laughs> Braden Shen was part of that too, right? Yeah, where, where's and, he now? And Braden Shen's fine, but exactly. He's, yeah, he's not even ripping it up in a different conference again. <laughs> yeah. So, so like I said, by all means, like if even if he was 28, like you don't. It's a dumb trade. So the only the only real reason that it that it sort of makes sense is as you said, situation by situation. But also he's thirty two. He's got four years left on his deal. So yeah, I entertain point, like a headman deal, but you got to give me a top right. prospect because you, you got to get some future out of that. Right. Well, you got. So, I mean, you've got a guy that not only is, you know, coming on the on. I wouldn't say tail end, but he's not he's in 32. his prime. No, he's 32. But he, I mean, he trains and performs like a 27, 28 year old. You would be trading based on the fear that at some point you're stuck with a 37 year right. old second line yep. center yeah. that isn't worth $5.25 million and, a year. And he's the, he's the, uh, he's the exception to the rule. Well, even if he isn't, sure. I would still rather have seven years of solid contributions at, at under cup, uh, under, cap value then trade him in the hopes that somehow we win the trade the way Philadelphia did. Right. Um, I did air quotes for everybody at home. Um, and also, uh, what was the also? I've totally lost my train of thought. Oh, well, he's <laughs> super good. Hey, and I like him. Don't trade him. That's what happens. <laughs> burn does it Done. <laughs> Strike the gavel. It's that's, over. That's the difference between our show mm. and yours is the bourbon will kill that. The thought. bourbon helped him remember. The other half, of that, <laughs> the other half of that equation is: let's say two years ago, let's say I climb in my DeLorean and I grab my Harry Potter wand, and I go back in time two years ago, and I convince the Edmonton Oilers that what they really need is Dustin Brown and Marion Gabrick, right? Because that's what everybody was saying two years ago: was these guys' contracts are overpaid and these guys are done and they're not contributing. Well, flash forward to 2017 and I don't have to. We're fucked. Yeah. So <laughs> like, even if Jeff Carter does have one bad year, a season and a half from now and everybody says, Oh, Jeff Carter, 35 Kings never should have. Wish you had that trade back. You can stand while Jacob Voracek scores another 30 goals this year. Like, no, I, I wouldn't. It's like sitting on the Gabrick deal. And, well, cause and at that point we'll sudden, have four cups well, and, and he yeah. may wind up having a bounce back. You know what I mean? Like one just. Somebody asked if, if the Kings should go after Henrik Zetterberg, and I was like, nah, he's 37, and he, he makes too much money. And then I thought about it for a second, and I was like, well, if they had the cap space, that was my, by the he's way, still Henrik Zetterberg. You, <laughs> he's somewhere good. You had my uh, my favorite like off-season tweet was a response to people asking if we should get, uh, um, why am I blanking out his name? Old dude. The Bourbon. Yeah, right. Uh... Yager, yeah. Like, you guys realize he's forty-five years yeah. old, right? Like that was my favorite yeah, yeah, yeah. off-season tweet right there. Because <laughs> no, people were talking about like, well, three years, and you could. I was like, three years, Jesus. <laughs> nope, not everybody can be years. Gordy Howe, yeah. and even Gordy Howe on the Whalers was not yeah. Gordy Howe. I mean, it's cool <laughs> to have the traveling Yagers, uh, Yagers pull in. <laughs> And and show up to a few games, but Jesus. I guess no. But like three <laughs> I'm years just deal. impressed that you put Back to the Future and Harry Potter in the same sentence. That was impressive. You know, yeah, <laughs> that's what he does. I'm a nerd. You, you can't you can't teach what one. he does. <laughs> Did you see the intermission on Saturday? Because yes. that was amazing. Star Wars knowledge. I I bow down to you, sir. Well, I, I bow down. To I you. wish I had a, a pithy Star Wars quote. To, <laughs> it was only now at the end do you realize the error of your ways. That's the <laughs> oh, place. see. <laughs> There it is! Oh. <laughs> Jesse, you don't stop. Oh, shit. I love it.
That's something I'll say about that. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're done. I, I'm over it. If you guys don't know, check out uh, all the Saturday games because you see Jesse on Fox Sports. And um, I love that you put uh, Patio on his, uh, on his heels there. <laughs> you Somebody, keep, and you keep him guessing, and uh, usually he's doing that to OD. And, <laughs> and one of my friends said, uh, so "Great true. segment, my God, you're obnoxious, but in the best possible way." <laughs> it's what Thanks? the broadcast needs. So I love it. Then I had somebody else tell me that they didn't like me because I was smug and thought I was funny, and I said, "Yeah, that's that's about right." <laughs> You're funny. You're like the that's funny. what I was going for. I think so. But <laughs> you like the, I'm the, open to changing my mind. Are it, you the it, funny villain of the, the broadcast? Is that what? Well, so just a little behind the scenes uh, <laughs> moment. So as we're about to start rolling, Patrick leans over to me and says, um, hey, uh, I hope you don't mind if I sort of go after you a little bit for being sort of like a negative guy, like in general. Was that and, uh, they brought, like they brought you on the post game? And, yeah, but that I mean, I, I remember that I was texting them the whole third period, going like, "If they win this game, I am storming the set." And like, <laughs> like, I, was, I was fine. I was totally fine with that because you're but, like, um, "I pack it up. I'm yeah. going home. This game's done." Yeah, but so no, so so he said, "Hey, I don't like. I hope you don't mind. Like, I don't want to be like rude. I don't want to like insinuate that you're, you know, like whatever." And I was like, "That's my shtick. Like, I'm not gonna get into what the name was, but I had a character on on Old King's message board that was known for being particularly negative and like." Yeah, I'm a neg- like I'm. I don't consider myself cynical, but I've been accused my entire life of being, you know, cynical, contrarian. Like that's, I get it. That's my. Someone call it a realist. That's my know? lane. Like <laughs> I get it, and I stick to it. So I, so I looked at Patrick, and I was like, "Yeah, man, do whatever you got." Like I'm, a, I'm an adult. I don't, you know, this is all. I'm a grown ass man. This is all dog. house. As far as I'm concerned, this is all house money, right? Like, I, it's absurd to me that you're putting pointing the camera in my direction. Anyway, so go for it. And then he said, and this is the part that this is the part that blew my mind. But he was like, "Yeah." Because Luke was telling me that you get away with saying too much stuff and that I'm supposed to, and that I should like challenge you more on it. And I was like, oh, oh, so, so Luke Robitaille has a strong opinion about, about, about me. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's, that, right. that's pretty fucking okay, neat, yeah, actually. Right. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So, yeah, so I guess I am. Chalk know, that up as a win. <laughs> yeah. And then one of my friends, again, saw the segment and was like, do they know what an anti hero is? Like, like, I'm not quite sure what to do with you. I, I mean, so I, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> No, it's kind of like you get to feed Patrick O'Neill his own medicine because you you see him like feed stuff to Sean O'Donnell and it's like, you know, they have that banter going. So now you get to give it back to him. and It's (laughs) it's just kind of fun to see that go back and forth. And so you're on every Saturday on Fox Sports. I mean, schedule permitting, you know, they're, you know, I was at a wedding one week or they won't have a Saturday game. So we'll do it on a Sunday or Tuesday or whatever it is. But yeah, the idea is. That it's Saturday straight up. Um, I insisted that we never change the name, even if it's not on a Saturday, because that's <laughs> yeah. the sort of thing that makes me laugh. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's Tuesday. It's time for Saturday straight up. I'm just going I'm like, darn tootin'. Um, <laughs> never reference it. Just do it. Um, but yeah, it's it's most Saturday home games is sort of the plan. Yeah, check it out. It's pretty, it's pretty funny because. I, I still remember that you. Wh- what was the line you said when we talked about the Pacific Con- uh, P- Pacific Division? Mm-hmm. Bourbon. And you were. I know. I'm <laughs> slurring like a motherfucker. <laughs> and so you talk about Pacific, and and you talked about the Ducks and the defensive line, the blue line. Yeah, yeah, n- yeah. They're uh, they're not old enough to rent a car yet. Which, uh, again, one of my friends quickly pointed out that now you, you don't have to be 25 to rent a car anymore. 
But in what? our like, world, like, but I haven't been 25 in 14 right. years, so in why would I know that? Then, yeah. right? <laughs> Wait, that's a thing. Like, yeah, I apparently. Thought, well, what? Jordan knows. Yeah. Jordan knows. Mm-hmm. Wait, his wife works for a rental car agency. I, I think so. he was pointing out that and I was think young. He's like 22. So yeah. I'm 30, but thanks for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you used, to, you used to have to be 25. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. They. I don't know when that happened, but apparently, you don't have to be 25. I've never anymore. heard that. But all right, call Jenny. Funny. We need to figure this out. Also, Enterprise will pick you up. <laughs> My, the, the one that I keep throwing out there. Oh, you dirty dog! The, we better get free Enterprise cards from this. I can get you a discount. Can I get a discount? Can I get on that? Fuck yeah! Hey, right, isn't sorry. doesn't Enterprise? Uh, aren't they the official? Sponsor You're my of cousin, the Jesse Cohen. Yeah. Aren't they the official sponsor of NHL? They have the best they are, hockey yeah. commercials mm-hmm. yeah. for rental cars. I love it. My wife was actually in a commercial of theirs. Really? Shut yeah. the nice. fuck up. Yeah. Was yeah. it the one where the Sharks fan and the Kings fan meet at a bar? And no, a but day? that would have been pretty great. <gasps> that was a good one. So I, <laughs> I used to be in a relationship with a Sharks fan. No! And it was, it was all too... <laughs> I've never heard this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Dish. No. <laughs> it was brutal. This is brutal. No. <laughs> well, you won, obviously, because you still have two cups. It incorporated the period of time, including the reverse sweep in 2014. Oh, 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 that is a relationship ender. And that yeah, brutal. And it's shortly after that? Uh, a couple months later, but yeah. <laughs> it was not fun. You can't make a postseason after that. No. No. No, no, no. All right. Shout out to Enterprise. Yeah, right? <laughs> I can show you guys the uh, commercial later. That's pretty great. All right, so before we get into next week, I just want to go over a couple uh, of Jordan's fun facts. I think that might be a new segment. <laughs> Why? You guys like you, it? Because you write all the stats and we just read them? <laughs> I mean, much. yeah, well, anyways. A little uh, peek behind the curtain hey, there. Yeah, in, <laughs> Jordan's all the knowledge behind us. It's because I have extra time at work. It's all right. Uh, doesn't your boss listen? <laughs> Anyways, uh, in case you didn't know, Kings own the longest active league leading win streak at eight games. It's about to be nine. That was a hopefully, very long title to a stat there. Yeah, well, it made sense, didn't it? Sort of. Yeah, I guess so. This season. Yeah, this season. That's why I said. I didn't say season. Fuck. Anyways, <laughs> you got what I meant. Um, Kings are still leading uh, the penalty kill percentage at 88.4% and Which goals against per game at 2.19. I love, I love that we own the PK because that's uh, that's that's a stat where, you know, unfortunately we we take a little more penalties than more, most teams. So Remember the be, beginning of last year? Right? I, I tell you what. I mean, we're, we play a harder game. Tell you so, what. And Jesse... <laughs> By the way, before we before we get to General Nobles, I might be too drunk. We're to in the ask middle this. of it. Yeah, we're yeah. in the middle of it. No, yeah. I might be too drunk to ask. You this might be too drunk to realize we're in the middle of it. But okay, <laughs> go on. I noticed you talked about when we say we, mm-hmm. and and you don't have too much of a problem with it. But is that a is that a media no no? Yeah, I don't know why. Um, I try not to do it just because I don't know why. Um, but I certainly don't care if other people do it, and I do it from time to time. Um, I was listening back to an episode I recorded this week and I caught myself doing it. Um, it doesn't, I don't feel strongly about it one way or the other. I know there's a lot of people who are like, oh, we are you on the team. It's like, <laughs> like you know what I like, Okay. Correct. You know, I don't. Does Rosen, Rosen shit on it? Um, you know, honestly, I don't know because he is an employee of the team, but he does definitely try and maintain a sort I of independent. I can see him not doing it. I mean, I, I think 
I think most of us try not to. I yeah. can see him not doing it, but also not caring. If, yeah, like, I can't think like the, us do it. Yeah, I can't think. I mean, there are things that he cares about, but that, and we but are I don't schmucks. Know, yeah. I don't know that yeah. that's one of them. No, nah, but I mean, I I get it. Like, yeah. You know, I'm like my love for the team goes so deep. I mean, this is well, this is one of those things where you say, like, look, we are all kings. When we talk about the like, let's say we talk about the army, right? Or we talk about what the government does. Like we go, oh, yeah, well, we when we're talking about the country, well, it's not all of us, right? It's it's only us in the sense that we all pay taxes. Well, buying King's merchandise and buying tickets is just the like a different version of paying taxes to the kings and the return we get is we all get to communally share in this thing so that's somehow a pun by the way which part you're paying taxes to the kings oh yeah there you uh, go well i was gonna say tithing but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so so like i said it doesn't bother me when people say we um i say it a lot yeah i just i, I think, actually i actually heard roger lodge once he was talking to somebody and he he's one of those guys that always said we when he's talking about the angels mm-hmm. and he's you know obviously employed by the angels radio station and he was asking somebody I forget who it was that was that also reported on the angels and their take on we like is right. it something we can say? They basically said kind of like what you said, like no, it's not something you do as like a media reporter, but but I yeah, also it's fine, yeah. And 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 to be clear, I try and say this as much as possible. <laughs> People are probably tired of hearing it. I try and make it super clear. I'm not a reporter. I'm not a journalism. I don't have a degree. I've actually in never journalism. heard you say that. So, oh, right. no, well, no, no. so you're he not said, saying it too I'll much. say it again. <laughs> he said like three or four weeks ago. He's like, uh, and pardon me for being uh I, I consider myself partially biased. No, no, no. You know what? I'm biased. Yeah, yeah I hear that. Like I am a fan. Yeah. Like I no, hear you say I'm, that. I'm a fan with a with a mic in my face. Like that's yeah. what I am. And so Same. But I mean <laughs> right. we the, I don't want to run this notables right off the tracks. But like for example, last Trust me, I love to do it. Go yeah. for it. <laughs> kind of what we do. On yeah. uh, on I want to say it was Sunday night, maybe it was Saturday night. I don't remember. The Vegas Twitter account, I thought as a joke, accused somebody from Nashville of cheering in the press box, which is like a huge no no. And the people, like three or four journalists from Nashville, were like, "Pardon me, good sir, but you know, <laughs> we are we are professional, unbiased journalists, and you will be hearing from our you know professional journalists association. They got the professional hockey writers association to write a thing that said like, you know, we don't appreciate this kind of accusation and da da da. The Vegas some. Twitter account Serious. had to apologize. Yeah, I mean, it's like a whole big thing. And my attitude has always been, why can't you cheer in the press box? Like." Yeah. You cover the team, shouldn't you I don't want know the team you to do well just for your own? Jim Fox and Bob Miller in in the press box when we won two Stanley Cups, yeah, but they were fucking excited. stoked. Yeah. Well, and and that's actually, not a new thing for Jim Fox, by the way. I went back and like listened to uh, they were playing highlights from like back I don't know when, but I a long Jim time Fox. ago. Yeah. And he the was doing the same thing fan. back then. Like, well, he's a Kings fan. And to his credit, he tries but, to be objective because that's no, he's absolutely objective. how you're good at your job. But it's not because like But well, if you listen to him when he's actually been doing the NBC games, the national games, he's not cheering. Right. He doesn't well, do and, that. And 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 well because he's not Hayward, so <laughs> and <laughs> right. go to Twitter and look at all the shit Alex has taken for Yeah, we're not being for biased not enough. Not being biased yeah. enough. And it's and it's kinda like you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. You know but what? The the people that that are giving Alex Faust any kind of shit, yeah. just need to fucking stop it because oh, he's never gonna fucking be Bob Miller. Well, and he's, and he's two and a half months into the job. He's two right. and a half months right. into the job. Right. Calm down. Right. You but know the other thing is, like, he's doing a he's fucking settled. great job. Yeah, so he is. Well. No, he's killing great. it. Well, and hold on, you vamp for me while I do some quick math here. <laughs> don't no, worry, we edit. While, <laughs> while you do that, go ahead because. 
Faust is doing so well at at what he does. He's exceeding all expectations, and I'm not saying that just because I'm trying to get him on the show. Um. Right, <laughs> hey, Alex. I hope you're listening. So, but but in not only is he like you, you take him from a Fox episode or Fox broadcast to an NBC broadcast, and he's somewhat the same guy. I didn't. I, you know, to be honest, there's no transition. You don't notice. You don't really notice a difference. He's he's a good broadcaster in the in the global sense, like. He really is a national broadcaster that it just hasn't been picked up yet, and we're lucky to get yeah, him now. Yeah, don't say that. I don't want him going anywhere. No, he, absolutely he actually, not. I like, don't know if you saw it, but yeah, I actually— you want to talk about the trade of the season. That's the I, trade of the season. I got into it with—so uh, did a million other Kings fans. Somebody was giving him a bunch of crap, basically about talking bad about the Kings right. when they were no, playing like shit. And I'm just right. like, I, I basically went to this lady. I was like, you are a disgrace to all Kings fans. <laughs> yeah. Because oh. like the, what, what she was saying was just like, it was ridiculous. Yeah. And it's like, did you ever actually listen to Bob Miller? Because he was not afraid to criticize the team for Absolutely playing poorly. Not. And the best moments with Bob were when they were playing badly. And he'd come on the post game and he'd say, I don't know what's wrong with this team. Right? <laughs> yeah, but you get some new young yeah. kid that even like slightly criticizes the team, and there's people that are just ready to pounce on him. Well, so here's but, so he I, doesn't even criticize the team. He's no. just putting out facts. He's, He's telling you how it is. Telling you how the game is going. Yeah, what a dick. Which is his, <laughs> I know. Which is using his job. your facts. Get it's that shit out of here. Contracted to do, but this guy has so much passion for what he does that <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't waver with his bias of who's paying his checks. Well, even no, no, that was my favorite part about that whole argument was this right. lady said that like the fans pay your salary. Don't you realize yeah, that? Yeah. He's Watch actually your like fucking mouth. He's lady. actually like <laughs> actually I'm paid per game by the network, right. which doesn't get any money from the fans. But okay, yeah. right. <laughs> slam so, dunk. So even if he like even if you wanted to make the argument that he's not doing a terrific job, which he Clearly, yes. <laughs> right. you're wrong. But, but I said, like, when I said earlier, he's two and a half months into the job. Sure, and that's true at a certain level. But if I, you know, were to turn my back on this life and 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 go back to selling children's shoes at Nordstrom's, um, two and a half months into that job, I would have put in two and a half months of work. Alex Faust works once every two days for three hours a night, which he's been on the job for eleven days. If you add, like, <laughs> but yeah. no, if you add up, but watch his watch the, the the black and white and everything about him. No, no, but my point is he's like literally researching his entire right because he's good at his job. But I'm saying yeah. like we say two and a half months as if that's a short time to be on a new job, but his job is so sporadic that really because short short of time, like, yeah, like, <laughs> on air time. Yeah, so yeah. if you, if you're not happy, if you don't think that Alex Faust calls a perfect game, and you're not. 100% satisfied with his performance. I don't know. Give it a, give it five years. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say, I'm gonna say I don't care how good you are. No one is perfect yeah. at announcing. It's hockey. It's close. fast. You, you can't. He messes up names. Bob Miller messes up names. Doc Emmerich messes up. But names. go to the Gar first NBC game, and they couldn't even they couldn't even um, announce the other team's players, or they I mean they couldn't even announce our players. No, Alex Faust like, is because a, a professional. Do you know how I know Alex Faust is doing a good job? Because the only thing people have to complain about him is the words that he uses in certain situations. Right, Jordan, we're in the general notable section, and that's I don't it. Appreciate you. Oh, right. Right. Last, last thought on Alex Faust before we were before I force you guys to continue your general notables. <laughs> Usually at the beginning of the game, I try and pull a, uh, a fun facts, highlight yes. of the previous game. <laughs> uh huh. Right. So yeah. this past one, it was um, Pearson, <gasps> Pearson scoring in overtime. 
Oh, so, to, to start the... Yeah. The, which, by the way, I love that. Thank you very much. I love that. Um, so uh, we did, recently did an episode, and uh, it was for Tiger Williams. And so I wanted to find oh, highlights great of Tiger the, uh, Williams. He played great in the Bahamas this past week. <laughs> oh, Tiger Williams. Oh, got um, it. Okay. Williams. But so I, so I found a clip of Tiger Williams playing, and of course it was a Bob Miller clip. So I'm sitting there listening to it while I'm doing the editing, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Bob Miller used to be the guy. Right? That's how good Alex Faust is. Like, in two and a half months, I've gotten so used to hearing Alex Faust that I had that moment where I was like, oh, yeah, Bob Miller. Those were the <laughs> right? days. Well, like, the, the, the compliment that we gave him, that Alex Faust, was like, Alex Faust does not make me miss Bob Miller. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can't give a higher yeah. compliment yeah, yeah. because like you're gonna miss Bob year. Miller, but he's not making me two months wish. in, man. Yeah, <laughs> right. No. It, and how many home games have you been to? Right, two. Okay, so you you only heard him at the most for eight, no, twenty-one, no, thirty-one. How many games? They're twenty-eight and three, so that's thirty-one. Yeah, so twenty-nine you, games for you. And you grew and up listening to the other guy. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, yeah. guy's great. All right. Sorry. Back to notables. Back to Jordan's fun facts. I'm really, I'm he's really, really taking this. He's he's taking General this over. Notable. Fuck you, James. Jordan wants on the notable photo. As we mentioned <laughs> earlier, uh, Nick Dowd was traded to Vancouver for Jordan Subban. Great name, by the way, Jordan. Um, Dowd he's the youngest of the three, by the way. Which, by the way, fuck everybody for your headlines. <laughs> Kings get Subban for mm-hmm. Dowd. It's like right. what? <laughs> That's the trade out of the year. By yeah, the way, like, how did century. Blake pull that? And off? Nashville pays half the salary. Right, right. <laughs> Dowd had one assist in 16 games. Uh, I would like to point out that a lot of people were like, "Why the fuck did we do that?" But with the pending returns of Andrew Alf and Clifford, Dowd would have had to clear waivers to get back to Ontario. Uh, the Kings decided to get something for him rather than like, oh, lose yeah, him he on waivers. Picked up. Probably to Vancouver. So they got something out of Vancouver. They got defensive depth. We're never going to see Subban on the big club, ever. But it, it might open up room in Ontario to send Ledoux up. So. You know what? I like, I like the family. Uh, I think they've got a good drive. And, and I like to see uh, if he gets a little more time, what he can do. It, it goes back to the same thing we've talked about all season. That you take someone from one program, put them in another they have the chance to become a different player and uh, they have a chance it's, to really develop. And I think that's what we're looking out of uh, Subban. There was a, a, a conversation I had about Nick Dowd. He was a seventh round draft pick. I can't remember what year right now. I'm not, I mean, it was 2009. And um, we looked through the whole draft year there for the Kings. And it was, I think they had 10 draft picks and eight of the 10 guys have made it to the NHL. And two of them haven't. One of them was traded. It was Brandon Kozun. Or maybe, no, I guess Brandon Kozun maybe. Anyway, the point is they traded Brandon Kozun at some point. And I couldn't remember who they traded him for. So today it was sticking in my craw. And I was like, I got to find out who they traded Brandon Kozun for because it can drive me nuts. So I looked it up. It was Andrew Crescenzi. And I found this article about what a stupid, uh, from the time of the trade. And it was like, Kings make stupid trade. Brandon Kozun for Andrew Crescenzi. Like, Brandon Kozun is talented and skilled. And, you know, Andrew Crescenzi is just, just a dumb big man who doesn't like. <laughs> da, 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 da. Meanwhile, Andrew Crescenzi. Dumb, dumb. Brandon Cozen's playing in Europe, right? Andrew Krasenzi came in and did a stint, you know, with the Kings this season and maybe be called up next year. Maybe he's a third, you know, line type, fourth line depth player. But even if he's not, he's in Ontario doing his job. And so I feel like the same way with um, with uh, with Jordan Subban, even if we never see him in a Kings uniform, 
He's a right-handed shot defenseman. If nothing else, he can fill in in Ontario as a proxy for your Drew Doughty or your Christian Foline so that you can help the guys in Ontario learn what it's like to play with a talented right-handed shot defenseman. Right. Maybe it does push a Gravel or a Ludu to be called up. Or maybe you just say, like, you know what? Gravel is 24 or however old he is. Or maybe there's another defenseman and you say, like... His time with the organization's kind of run up. Maybe his contract's up. Then you can trade them to bring it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right, there's right. nothing wrong with adding nope. skilled depth, depth players, yeah. even to your minors. There's always a benefit. And I did want to write the person who wrote that article about what a bad trade the Cozen trade was. <laughs> I just said, that was wrong with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, a minor league trader for a minor league trader, both in their early 20s, and you're going to shit on it? Yeah. yeah. Like, no. about that, right? How do you, like, Is there you... really no expectation of Subban making it to... He's five foot nine. Or? That's why I say no. Is he that small? Yeah. And he's not Johnny Gaudreau. Oscar Muller was no. five foot nine. I know, but he's... Uh, he's he 20, also got he's knocked 20, around. Yeah, he's 23 and he's a defenseman. So you go like, is there yeah. any sign of him cracking the lineup? And then you go, if there, if he did, he'd be the smallest player on It'd the be Kings a tiny by crack. a wide margin. A tiny crack. Super small crack. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's a right-handed shot, so... If somehow they traded Forbert, Foline, Fantenberg, <laughs> and Martinez, and McDermott somehow turned into like a Zidino Chara-esque player, and Subban wound up being supremely offensively talented, then I'd go like, okay, maybe you bring him in as like a second pair so offensive So you're telling me there's specialist. a chance. <laughs> sure. But Never I'm, tell me the odds. <laughs> Brings it back to Star Wars! <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not holding my breath. Let's put it that way. Well, if I, Cloudy, I've, the future. I've actually is. heard for some reason, like on the trade market, that right-handed defensemen are are pretty thin. Right yeah, now. no, it's like very, left-handed very. If so, yeah. it's, huh. maybe so if you're right-handed, maybe you don't shoot right-handed. So most right-handers are left left-handed shots. Well, I play golf left-handed, but I play hockey right-handed. That's so weird. Figure that one. You're out. an idiot. So all that going into play, why don't we give up uh, Shore? Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> That's down, a- down. We miss you. So, anyways. so Jesse will be back next week to explain that <laughs> <laughs> again. Um, anyways, uh, Dowdy Brown and Kopitar are tied for fifth and plus minus at plus fifteen. Or plus, sorry, plus sixteen. I'll take good. that. Yeah, why not? And then uh, James, this one's for you. Uh, three to thirty. Uh, Kopitar hashtag Kopi Watch sixteen goals. Kopi Watch to Foley fourteen. Brown twelve and Kempi at ten with still just twelve minutes and fifty three seconds time on ice. Why That's doesn't he get more ice ridiculous. time? Because he can't win faceoffs. Pretty much. Is that, yeah. Pretty much. Literally, that's the only thing. That's yeah. the only thing holding back. Wow. He needs to well, work on that. You can learn yes, that. And. That's something <laughs> um, you can learn. It is, but also, if you put him on... Room him with Tory Mitchell. But if you put him with, with right? Pearson and Toffoli, then you have two top offensive lines, and your bottom six is just Gabrick with whoever you've got out there. Gabrick, Kempe, and Lewis... It's Lewis scary. is the kind of guy where I'm you're not, like I'm not I'm not uh, offended by that. That no, that's, that's a great it's a great line. And and Lewis is the kind of guy when he's playing with offensively talented players can chip in offensively. No, that, but if that you, if your third line, line is Gabrick, Shore, and Lewis, then you're kind of wasting Gabrick. I mean, not wasting maybe too strong a word, but Gabrick can't do it by himself. I just right? think like how many NHL teams have that kind of speed on their third line? Not many, right? And it, and it shows. Like, I mean, I sort of I haven't done it to you guys tonight, but I've been trying to correct people whenever they say eight and zero. They're eight zero oh, and one in their last nine. Like we we sort that's of ignore true. those. Um, Dennis considers that a win, though. So I do too. No, that, but that's <laughs> my point. Like eight zero oh, and zero oh, is is fine, but eight zero oh, and one is better. Sure, right? Like yeah. 
<laughs> I'd rather have that because eight and one is long. less points than exactly. eight. For sure. Loss. <laughs> Because it is a loss. You just get a point for it. You get it. a point out of it. That's true. You points points are important, yeah. it turns out. So, I mean... <laughs> Who would have thought? But, but it, that all coincides with Gabbert coming back and them acquiring Tori Mitchell. And, and you know, they got Jokin in shortly before that. So it's like, you know, there's these little moves where you shrug and you go, well, why did they do that? But they add up, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the consequence is we now have an extra line that we didn't have a month ago. No, I, I love the Jokin in trade. I love the Mitchell trade. Yeah. Like, it's that, that, it's been great. But Gabrick Mitchell and and Jokin, and that's three NHL veterans in their early 30s that absolutely know how to play. Yeah. That, that'll make your team a lot better. <laughs> Who would have thought like Gabrick on a third line? Hey, I mean, Yo- it's Yo- working. Justin Yo- Williams right? was on the third line in 2014. So you'll see the benefit of that later. He said, still got it. I tried three times. I still got it. James likes to drop said. those puns that just fit into normal conversation. Yeah, really hard to pick head. up on. So back to Kopi Watch. Saying Kopi Watch, sixteen goals out of thirty plus. Gusto, I hope you're listening to this because we are bringing Daddy home with thirty plus. Does Gusto have podcasts? He just wanted to call Kopitar Daddy. <laughs> he listens. That's what I heard. <laughs> I, whatever it takes. Gross. I would. I would. <laughs> I hope you do because 16 goals uh, right now is is leading our team and driving everybody else to to uh, perform. Not to mention those 16 goals, but 22 assists. He's tied for third in points in the entire league. Wow. What a difference a year makes, right? Yeah. yeah. I think he's third in scoring right now. Which, by the way, kudos to you for calling that injury last year that no one wanted to admit. I would spend the next hour <laughs> doing laps around my own ego, screaming "I told you so" to, to everybody who, who argued with me. Well, I, I'm just going to stroke got, it for a second. Now we're we moving got, on. We got Luke to admit it. On a, right? Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. I'm sorry. I'm going to do the first quarter lap right now. It's one of those things. It's one of those things where it's like I'm, I'm, I'm two parts happy that somebody in the organization finally publicly said it, but three parts annoyed that like they did it on the Kings uh, realm. No. Duh! Like I don't need, I, like I don't need Luke Robitaille to tell me that he was hurt. I have eyeballs. I, saw, I watched the whole season. Yeah. Like, like, and so the people are like, "Oh, look! Did you just see what there was?" Uh, yeah, but yeah. hey, called I, it. They were limp-wrist shots. Yeah. all post uh, like end of the season. I'm like I'm, I'm wrong from time to time, but I'm not making stuff up. You like, know <laughs> hockey. You know how they do hockey. I like to think so. Those are words that you just put together, James. <laughs> Excellent no job. Chance the rapper put them together. I just repeat. That's true. <laughs> All right. So uh, next week, guys. Dude, was that not a great bit? <laughs> SNL. Uh, that shit was funny. Uh, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I have I have mixed feelings on it. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> Look, I, I would never say Rangers. this on my own podcast, but I'll say this on yours. There's an old saying. <laughs> There's an old saying, apologies to anybody who's offended by this, but I feel like Scrum. because of my you heritage, I feel like because of my heritage, I'm allowed to say this because it is a saying and I don't think it's offensive. But the saying is for every two Jews, there's three opinions. And I like to do my part. <laughs> I like to do my saying? part in, in bringing more than one opinion to the table. So yes, that Chance the Rapper sketch was funny, but... It did a lot of like, oh, I went to a hockey or I went to a boxing match and a hockey game broke out. Like, oh, 
It's you cold. Know. Yeah, it's cold. Oh, hockey players have names they can't pronounce. Like, Chris Stapp's Porzingis plays for the Knicks. If your premise of your sketch is that the Knicks reporter can't pronounce a foreign player's name, I don't buy that. It's like, the, you know. Like, so I get it. It's, it's, it's funny. But at the same time, it's like, all these jokes are You're so... You're too much of a realist. Like, so, I know. <laughs> you know what, what's funny is we transitioned from the guys in sports, sports <clears throat> LA show. Tell us, James. To the King show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and in doing Does that... Does he know the name of the show now? King's Realm? Yeah, yeah. No, no, we transitioned from Guys and Shorts King's show at the time. Oh, okay. With Jeff. Jeff was the host of Guys and Shorts uh-huh. Sports LA. And he didn't know much about hockey, but he knew that we loved the Kings. So he still he doesn't us, know what icing is. He kind of put us all together to start the show. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so he's kind of the godfather of our show. But in the interviews, we'd always joke or that. Or Podfather. Oh! Podfather. Oh! Hey, you have a new name, Jeff. Uh, so, so that, when that came out, we all thought of Jeff at the same time. Like, this is this is our Jeff right, right. here. He's yeah. like, "Hey, you go do that hockey." Jeff, Jeff trying to host a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was it was pretty funny. So, it, for nothing else, for satirical uh, material, it was pretty funny. I laughed, but then I felt bad about laughing. <laughs> right, fair enough. I didn't. <laughs> uh, while we're on while we're on watches, I want to go back to Brown Watch. We got Brown with his 12th goal this year. Oh, yeah. He's going to pass 14. So I, I did a little math, and Brandon was if here. If this podcast goes too much longer, I might have some Brown watch my own. <laughs> <laughs> so that was just it was a challenge. I just want to give you, we're about 40% through the season. I thought you were about to say 40% through the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to leave. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Brandon was here working on the studio this weekend. And uh, he <laughs> did want to give a message, but he didn't want to give it to you in person. But I want to give it to you. So he's, he's too much of a bitch to give it in person? Pretty much. But um, he just doesn't like, he's a, he's a private guy. So he doesn't want to put, right, him, right. put his voice on the, on the podcast. But I'm going to give it to you because I did the numbers. And Brown, for career goals per games, is about 24.8%. This year, he's at 30 8.9%, so almost almost 40% goals per games. And uh, he's he's on track to have a career season. Okay. And I don't even think, I'm going to give this to you, and this is your decision. Dennis, if he doesn't make 40 goals, but he makes 30 to 35. No. And has a career year. No. This guy deserves some props. No, I will give it to him for calling a good year for Brown, but I'm not apologizing for you'll shit. You'll give it, yeah, you'll give it to him for calling a career for Brown. I'll, I'll give him props for that, but I'm, he's not That's, getting an apology out of me because he called 52 fucking goals, and I hey, said I'd apologize. Hey, you know what? I've we, already we given asked, him way too many. We asked for bold predictions. He gave a bold prediction. That, that was he fucking goals? bold. He gave Super a ridiculous prediction. Hey, you know what? what he called. put us to shame by by giving bold. We predictions. give bold predictions. He gives ridiculous yeah. predictions. Hey, so, yeah. I, hey, you know what? If you know. If, if he shoots for the stars and lands in the tree, I give him props for that. All right, so well. I'm giving. I wanted to bring that to you. He's he's coming in just shy of forty percent goals uh, well, per game. Brown's gotta, having he's, he's a get ridiculous there. year. I would love nothing more than Brown to score over forty goals. I would love nothing more. Kings fan, I I think his name is Mel Powell. He's super active on some of the uh, the Facebook pages for the uh, Kings. He said. Um, Dustin Brown's contract is terrible. He's grossly underpaid. 
<laughs> I don't know about that, but <laughs> if he has the season that he's on pace for, then yes, for this year, he, for sure. He yeah. Will. yeah, it might even out with the past few. So, do you All think right. he breaks, uh, Jesse? Do you think he breaks 30 goals? Brown, yeah, I don't see why not. He's on pace for about 32 this, this so. year. There's, there's no reason. Yeah. The thing is, like, I, I, you just see him doing things he, he hasn't done yeah. in years. You know, going between his legs, toe dragging, six like tipping. Right. I will say his shot is still a little off, but I don't know. He's picked some pretty corners this year. I mean, yeah, well, I, mean, had a couple I mean, if you ago. look, like he's hitting posts that go off defensemen, and he's. I mean, those I mean, are those 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 things happen. But know. but he's a he's at least you know what I love. He's at least calling him out, saying, "Hey, listen, I didn't put that shot perfect, but we got it, and that's what counts. I'll work on that." The week ahead. You're uh, real quick. Sorry, I'm just jumping really quickly. Your 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 talk about aiming for the moon and missing the trees reminded me of one of my favorite quotes, and I love to throw out my favorite yes. quotes when I hear them. Uh, the quote is, "Ah, but a man's reach should exceed his grasp, or what's a heaven for?" Uh, it's by Robert Ooh. Browning. But uh, wow, we yeah. got deep. Yeah, I love yeah. that quote. Anyway, but that's right, right? You yep, absolutely. A man's reach should exceed his grasp. You right. know what? Fair Always answer. shoot for something you think is ridiculous. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne, Wayne Gretzky. Gretzky. Wayne Michael Gretzky. Scott. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Scott. Yes! <laughs> and he's got office quotes. It's a win-win-win. <laughs> All right. Uh, the week ahead. Um, I don't know if there's a name for this road trip, but I've dubbed it the New York Metropolitan Area Roadie. <laughs> this will be a great game to take right? the boys on. Bless you. Devils, Rangers, <laughs> Islanders, Flyers. Yeah. All right, Tuesday, we are at the Devils, who are third in the Metro, who I thought they were a lot better than 16-9-4. and four. Um, They're they were only, at one point. Right? Uh, they're, they're only 6-5-2 and two at home, which Still is... Still not bad. Yeah, well, 6-5-2 and two at home is not great. Worst arena I've ever been to. 6-5-4, uh, or sorry, 5-4-1 in their last 10 with a negative two goal differential. Uh, then we go into Friday at the Rangers, who are six in the Metro at 16, 11, and two, who are 12, five, and two at home, seven and three in their last 10, and a plus 11 goal differential. And then we've got a back to back with the Islanders, who are fourth in the Metro, 16, 10, and three, eight, one, and two at home, five, four, and one in their last 10, and a plus six goal diff. And finally, I think it's one of the better Kings um, rivalries. East Coast. Uh, the Flyers? Yeah. Well, I, I don't want to upset you guys, but the Flyers won the Jeff Carter trade. So. Are you a Flyers fan? I don't no, appreciate it. <laughs> I, I miss Wayne Simmons, but there's I don't only two or three that. teams that I actually hate, and the Flyers are one of them. Well, mostly, really? Really? Yeah. mostly because they're last they in the Wayne Metro. Simmons? No, it goes back to Lindros. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. I can, I can see that. I, I miss Wayne Simmons, but uh, another fifth year team. I mean, they came in the same same year we did. So, yep, uh, they're last in the Metro at eleven, eleven and seven, yeah, four, six are. and four at home. God awful, three, three and four. Last <laughs> ten. I'm not going to use the word abysmal anymore because that bit me in the ass like yeah, six times last don't year. Don't do that. And uh, negative three goal differential. The Flyers are the team that even when they're in first place in their division and look like world beaters, I'm just like they're not going to do it. They're not worried. Not worried about the Flyers. And the thing is, you're not wrong. They throw never, batteries at Santa wrong. in Philly. No, no, I don't they're like the Philly. second rated team or second rated city in a state. That's because like, East, not even that's the because best. East Coasters are dumb provincial. Like you just. Look at, but look at the Flyers. Provincial is not the right word I'm looking for. Flyers but, versus Penguins. 
Eagles versus Steelers, like they just don't have a good team in any no, sport no. they do. Anybody who's the born Penguins within two hours two of Philadelphia won't stop years, talking about Philadelphia. But meanwhile, none of them still better. live there. And uh, yeah, I got I got nothing nice to say. About no, I'm saying having never Pittsburgh been there is a better city in <laughs> okay. the state. No. Clearly, I thought I mean, you were saying they didn't have a good team in the state. I'm a fucking Steeler fan. Come on, <laughs> Dennis, give me credit. Yeah, but I was Philadelphia born and raised. Did you just were you really that? on a playground yes. where I spent oh, most right. of my days? <laughs> I, yeah. Okay. All right, guys, I gotta get to the Tashi station to pick up some power converters. So let's. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right so what do we... Call it, everybody, and then let's James, get the fuck James, out of here. James, what are we doing? Let me guess. Four no. Four no. Hey, my wife gives me shit all the time for going rainbows and butterflies, but you know what? The Kings uh, 4 0. are doing it 4 0 this week. How about James? There it is. There's two. Really? Yeah. Really? Yep. Jordan? 3 1 lost to the Rangers. Ooh. Fuck the Rangers, dude. Hey, I we are got- the Kings of this league. Fuck <laughs> the King in goal. <laughs> I actually have 3 1 with the Lassa Islanders. I wouldn't be surprised if that's true. Yeah, I got really? three and one. Jay Z's team? You're gonna go with Jay Z's team? Jay Z's team? No, they're getting kicked out. Jay Z's team. Eighteen. Tavares. They don't have a home in 2018. So, so does not mean they're bad at hockey? Yep, it does. <laughs> they know how to do that hockey. <laughs> they put there. a car on the side of the ice because it can't fill seats. Did they really? Boom! Yeah. Huh. Didn't the Rams <laughs> hire actors to fill the I, rest I'm of the stadium? I'm not a Rams fan. Like, liar. Oh, no. I don't know. Is there not a Rams cooler right over here? There is a Rams cooler. <laughs> I know Rams tailgates. I don't, I don't know what you want for me, but hey, listen. They put they put a they have they're giving up prime ice seats for a fucking like Kia or something. It's on the ice. The baseball teams do the same shit. Watch the game on what? When is it? On Saturday. Watch the game on Saturday, and you'll see. Okay. It's horrible. Okay. <laughs> Shame on them. Kings take the win. That's all that matters. Whichever game Darcy Kemper doesn't play, um, we're losing that game. <laughs> we Jesus. might play one game. Jesus. Maybe two. No, I'm saying uh, in that back-to-back. Sorry. I should have oh, okay. clarified. It's clarified. the Islanders, but uh, we win that game, by the way. So I'll take that bet. <clears throat> Dennis, take us home. I'll take that bet, Jordan. I'll take that bet. I hear a bet. Loser shotguns of beer. Done. You act I'll like that's like a punishment. Yeah, I'll shotgun a beer nonetheless. Give me something better than that. Loser shotguns a beer as long as you shotgun it with me. <laughs> Loser spends a month launching uh, Duck's Realm Pod. Oh! Uh, yeah. oh that would out. never happen. I'm out. Yeah, I'm no out. No one's taking that I'll bet. tell you what. No, I Duck's Nest? I think that's what we call it. The Duck's Nest? <laughs> yeah. Sounds so nasty. Yuck. Jordan, what's your there. bet? Islanders, we do not lend. We do not. We do not. That lose was really hard for him to say. <laughs> Islanders. You know what, you James? Like I will Trump. bet whatever you, you want it because you will not remember it. Yeah, <laughs> um, we don't lose in the Bronx. That won't happen. I don't think either of the arenas are in the Bronx. <laughs> Islanders. They're in Brooklyn. Well, that's not fair. Brooklyn. I'm sorry. Hey, Dennis. <laughs> and we're definitely not going to lose in the Bronx. You <laughs> know, yeah, I mean. True statement. The Kings don't lose in the Bronx. You, you're not <laughs> wrong, James. Yeah, yeah. Well played. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> oh, yeah. My movie nice. starts in 20 minutes. Oh, shit. Thanks for having me, fellas. Hey, man. No, thank you for coming in. Anytime. Thank you for coming in. Always a good time. All right, Jesse's got to get a movie. Power We're converters. We're done.
Power converters. We're done. <laughs> so review, share the show, follow us. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play. King's Realm. All the fun shit. Follow us on Twitter, King's Realm Pod. At King's Realm Pod. When are we going to actually have your submission for the Jordan Heckman School of Hockey? Next week. Let's go. So for, <laughs> actually, no, we need to actually mention real quick, Guys in Short Sports LA, go check them out. Good stuff. They're covering all your, your ball sports. Remember, they love the balls. They love the balls. They yeah. love the balls. Love if you, balls. you want balls, they got them. All right. So Just we're don't done. follow them on Twitter. We're good? Yep. We're good. Yep. All right. For James Whitlock, Jordan Heckman, Jesse Cohen, Woo! I am Dennis Wilson saying, Go, go Kings, go! Go, Kings, go! Go, Kings, go! Wait, just one more thing. <laughs> <laughs>